Welcome to the Shortwave Report. I'm your host and producer, Dan Roberts. This Shortwave Report is a 30-minute review of news and opinion heard on the shortwave radio and the internet in Northern California. Listening to international broadcast at home is quite easy. You just need a shortwave radio with a schedule of English language broadcast or a computer or smartphone with an internet connection. To help you with this, I'll announce times, frequencies, and website addresses at the conclusion of each series of stories. At the website for this show, that's outfarpress.com, you can listen to the past five shortwave reports, find advice for listening to shortwave at home, and find internet links for global news sources. Please check it out and tell a friend. In today's edition, you'll hear reports from Germany's Radio Deutsche Welle, France 24, Radio Havana Cuba, and NHK World Radio Japan. We will begin with Germany's Radio Deutsche Welle. During a joint press interview, German Chancellor Scholz failed to criticize Palestinian President Abbas over remarks he made that Palestine had experienced 50 massacres or Holocaust at the hands of Israeli forces. Scholz responded later, and Abbas toned down his rhetoric. As record-breaking heat is drying up rivers across Europe, more problems with transporting goods are arising. France is intending to build more nuclear power plants, but the current lack of river water, which is used to cool down the reactors, is requiring special permission to discharge at temperatures that are damaging the local flora and fauna. Germany's Radio Deutsche Welle. German Chancellor Olaf Scholz is facing criticism for his slow reaction to remarks made by the Palestinian president Mahmoud Abbas during a visit to Berlin. Speaking at a press conference with the German chancellor on Tuesday evening, Abbas said Israel had committed 50 holocausts against Palestinians, sparking an outpouring of anger here in Germany. The chancellor later said he was disgusted by the comments, but critics say he was too slow to respond. It was this moment at the very end of the press conference that caused outrage. Since 1947 to the present day, Israel has carried out 50 massacres in 50 Palestinian villages. 50 massacres. 50 holocausts, and until today, every day, every day, our people get killed by the Israeli army. Germany's leading tabloid Bild called it a holocaust scandal at the chancellor's office. But it wasn't only Abbas's comment that sparked outrage. It was also this reaction from Olaf Scholz. The press conference was concluded as planned, with no visible attempt by Scholz to contradict Abbas. He should have told him to leave, tweeted conservative opposition leader Friedrich Merz. You shouldn't go into a press conference with Mr. Abbas without having thought before about provocations of this kind, which should be expected. And then you know that you have to react because it's Berlin, it's a German chancellor and it's a German chancellor. Amid growing pressure, Scholz responded with his own tweet. For us Germans in particular, any relativization of the singularity of the Holocaust is intolerable and unacceptable. During Wednesday's press conference, Scholz's spokesperson took the blame for the lack of immediate reaction, 
and made it clear there would be consequences. The German Chancellor expects the Palestinian president to recognize the singularity of the Holocaust without any qualification. His gaffe yesterday casts a dark shadow over Germany's relationship with the Palestinian Authority. Mahmoud Abbas toned down his message in a new statement, but his Holocaust remarks have already strained German-Palestinian relations. A summer of record-breaking heat is drying up rivers across Europe. Around half the continent is facing an unprecedented drought. Shipping companies in Germany are preparing for the worst as levels on the River Rhine drop to critical levels. Authorities say many vessels will be unable to navigate the key shipping route. If the water drops much lower, scientists warn climate change will lead to even more frequent periods of extreme heat and drought. So what can be done? Because this drought is made worse by climate change, the main thing is reducing uh, our greenhouse gas emissions, and that means stop using fossil fuels. Now, it's perhaps a bit ironic that many of the ships that go up and down this river behind me are carrying things like coal, heating oil, and diesel, and burning those fossil fuels is making the problem of climate change worse, which is making it harder for them to navigate this river due to low water levels and due to this drought. Uh, so that's the main thing to be done in the long term. Uh, short term, some of these companies, uh, you know, may need to find other ways to move their goods uh, if they can't get up and down the Rhine. DW Samantha Baker in Cologne. Thank you. Well, those low water levels across Europe are also making it harder to cool power stations. In France, it's a, creating a particular headache for the country's nuclear power industry. Nuclear reactors produce around 70% of the country's power. And many of those reactors depend on huge quantities of water from nearby rivers to cool them down. Strict rules aimed to protect aquatic life govern how much hot water can be re-released downstream. But due to France's current energy crunch, many nuclear stations have received special permits to keep running, something that's making environmentalists worried. DW's Lisa Lewis reports now from southwestern France. France has been baking in temperatures of up to 40 degrees for months now. That is putting French nuclear plants under strain. Authorities are having to bend the rules for about a fifth of them, just to keep them running. Usually, nuclear power plant operators are only allowed to discharge their cooling water into rivers like the Garonne if the river's temperature is under a certain limit, that is to protect the local flora and fauna. Currently though, authorities have suspended that rule at certain reactors like the Golfet plant here behind me. They say it's the only way to guarantee France's power supply. But these environmental activists are outraged that rules are being suspended for nuclear power plants when river systems are already under stress in the heat and drought. They say warming them up even more is disastrous. It's a catastrophe for plants and fish. Some of them die, which has ripple effects throughout the whole food chain. When, for example, there are no microalgae, certain small fish die that are normally food for bigger fish. Plus, warmer water contains more bacteria. In order to make it potable, we have to add a lot of chemicals, which people then drink. 
But with half of all reactors closed for maintenance, France desperately needs the ones that are running to keep going. Power company EDF, which declined our request for an interview, has called the situation extraordinary. And yet, the current issues don't seem to be an existential problem for French nuclear power. The government is about to nationalize EDF and plans to build new reactors. This energy expert says betting heavily on nuclear for energy is not a good strategy, especially in the short run. New nuclear plants can't be commissioned in the short term as their technology is not ready yet. Renewables are different. They have become cheaper and cheaper over the past few years and could be deployed immediately across the country. Neighboring countries will be watching closely until now. France has been Europe's biggest net energy exporter. This year, though, the country will have to import more electricity than it's exporting. Those reports were from Germany's Radio Deutsche Welle, which may be heard at a combined audio-video website, DW.com, as well as on YouTube at their channels called DW News and DW Documentary. Next, France 24. Wildfires continue to rage in many parts of Europe. Portugal has recorded its hottest July on record and has lost 1% of its territory to the fires. France has seen many heat and fire records broken as well, but then hail and extreme rainfall created flooding and tornado-like conditions in several parts of the country, including Paris. The Iran nuclear deal is stalled because Iran wants guarantees that future U.S. administrations cannot pull out of. France pulled military troops out of Mali, who then accused the French of violating airspace and assisting terrorist groups in the region. France 24. Smoke fills the horizon in Madrid as Spanish authorities issue warnings over air quality and reassure concerned residents that there is no fire nearby, but 400 kilometres away in Portugal. After a respite over the weekend, the fight against a huge wildfire that started 10 days ago in Portugal is back on after flames reignited on Monday. More than 1,000 firefighters and 13 aircraft tackled the blaze which has ravaged the country's UNESCO-protected Serra da Estrella National Park. Portugal recorded its hottest July since records began last month. So far this year, forest fires had destroyed around 85,000 hectares of land, amounting to nearly 1% of Portugal's territory, the highest percentage in the European Union. A winter-like scene in the middle of August, as hail and heavy rainfall transformed this town in the east of France, the temperature dropping from 26 to 15 degrees, catching these drivers completely by surprise. After hitting Paris on Tuesday evening, storms continued to cause havoc in the north, south and east of France on Wednesday. Authorities issued warnings over tornado-like conditions caused by hail and strong winds with speeds reaching up to 131 kilometers an hour near Saint-Étienne. The damage here is clear to see. Residents luckily managed to escape before the tree fell. Nearby Lyon was next on the storm's path of destruction. 
where the equivalent of a month's rain in August fell in just half an hour, turning roads into rivers. After a series of heat waves, the rain does bring some relief, especially for firefighters who have been battling wildfires in the southwest and elsewhere. Though it's still not enough to relieve the ongoing drought, the worst shortage of water France has seen since records began. According to Washington, there's nothing more to negotiate, as both Iran and the U.S. were expected to give responses to what the European Union called a final text aimed at reviving the 2015 nuclear deal. The State Department warned Tehran against pushing its luck. The only way to achieve a mutual return to compliance uh, with the JCPOA is for Iran to drop further unacceptable demands that go beyond the scope of the JCPOA. Uh, we have long called these demands uh, extraneous. The EU drafted the proposal last week, saying there was no more space for negotiations or compromise. For over a year, the bloc has facilitated discussions to try to save the JCPOA after it was quashed in 2018 with the withdrawal of then-US President Donald Trump. Now, Iran wants binding guarantees that no other administration will be able to pull out of a revived deal, though this could prove tricky because the agreement is not a legally binding treaty. If America shows that it's willing to be flexible and realistic, then in the next few days we can reach an agreement. But if it doesn't, it's not the end of the world. The JCPOA aims to curb Iran's nuclear program in return for relief from U.S., EU and U.N. sanctions. Analysts say both Tehran and Washington have compelling reasons to keep the pact alive, but admit neither side is willing to make concessions that would see it reinstated. The animosity felt in Mali towards France persists. Just one day after the French forces withdrew from Mali, the country's foreign minister wrote a letter to the United Nations Security Council calling for an emergency meeting to discuss what it's calling French acts of aggression. It's accused France of violating Malian airspace, conducting military operations without coordinating with the Malian armed forces and supplying terrorist groups with intelligence and weapons. Sam Bradpiece in Dakar has more. These allegations against France are obviously extremely grave. In a letter addressed to the United Nations Security Council, the Malian Foreign Ministry accused France of multiple violations of international law. One claim in particular, though, that France was supplying weapons and intelligence to terrorist groups operating in Mali seems particularly doubtful, especially when you consider that France has been fighting against those very same groups since 2013. It's worth putting this letter in the context of the situation on the ground in Mali at the moment. The Malian armed forces have been on the receiving end of some pretty heavy defeats and some pretty heavy losses um, at the hands of jihadist groups operating in Mali. Some analysts think that the Malian government is blaming France as a scapegoat, uh, as a way to distract from its own failings uh, within the realm of security, a move straight out of the populist playbook. Those reports were from France 24. France 24 may be easily found at their website france24.com as well as a YouTube channel called France 24 English. On to Radio Havana, Cuba. Colombian President Petro has named new military leaders in the country. 
Brazilian women's organizations are mobilizing to support Lula da Silva in the October presidential election. The International Red Cross is imploring donors to resume aid to Afghanistan. A group of journalists and lawyers have filed a lawsuit against the CIA and Mike Pompeo for spying on them when they visited Julian Assange in the Ecuadorian embassy in London. Radio Havana, Cuba. Colombian President Gustavo Petro has named new commanders for the military and the police, saying he chose the officials in that they have not been accused of corruption or human rights violations. Colombia and the National Liberation Army, the ELN rebel group, also took steps over the weekend to restart peace talks. Colombia's security forces have a long history of corruption scandals and human rights abuses committed during the country's nearly six decades of conflict. Petro told a news conference to name his new officials, quote, The concept of human security means that success lies not in the number of dead, but in substantially reducing deaths, massacres, and increasing substantially people's liberties and rights. Petro, a critic of Colombia's military establishment and former member of the M-19 armed group, promised profound changes in the country's security forces during his election campaign, and he urged the new officials to protect life. Armed conflict has plagued Colombia for more than 60 years, causing about 450,000 deaths between 1985 and 2018. Brazilian women's organizations and activists mobilized on Saturday in Recife against the government of Jair Bolsonaro and in support of presidential candidate Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva, leader of the Workers' Party. A major demonstration took place called by the Popular Committee of National Struggle, Women with Lula, denouncing the government policies of the current president of Brazil and calling for the better of a new course in the October elections with Lula da Silva leading the polls. In the capital of the northeastern state of Pernambuco, other political forces joined who also made a call against racism, violence, unemployment and social inequalities. The Red Cross has called on international donors to resume aid flows to Afghanistan as the war-ravaged country is grappling with, quote, an unbearable humanitarian situation after more than two decades of American occupation. Robert Mardini, the Director General of the International Committee of the Red Cross, the ICRC, made the plea on Monday after donors abruptly halted funding in response to the U.S. withdrawal of troops from Afghanistan and the Taliban's ascent to power, which left the country struggling with drought malnutrition and rising poverty. The ICRC's chief said the economic situation is so bad in Afghanistan that many urban residents are resorted to selling personal belongings in the street and begging in bread lines in order to survive. Asked what would happen if donors do not heed the call to resume aid, Madini said a return to conflict after a period of relative stability since the departure of U.S.-led foreign forces was possible. Quote, this is a recipe for failure. This is a recipe for more tension amongst communities, and it's also from our experience at ICRC, a recipe for more conflict. The UN says the first step towards remedying food insecurity in Afghanistan is to salvage the Afghan economy from total collapse. 
A group of journalists and lawyers have filed a lawsuit against the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, the CIA, and its former director, Mike Pompeo, saying the agency spied on them when they visited WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange during his stay in the Embassy of Ecuador in London. The lawsuit filed on Monday says under Pompeo, the CIA violated the privacy rights of American journalists and lawyers by spying on them. Richard Rolfe, the lead attorney representing the plaintiffs, said, quote, The United States Constitution shields American citizens from U.S. government overreach even when the activities take place in a foreign embassy in a foreign country. The CIA, which declined to comment on the lawsuit, is prohibited from collecting intelligence on U.S. citizens. However, several lawmakers have alleged that the agency maintains a secret repository of American communications data. The lawsuit also says the journalists and lawyers meeting with the WikiLeaks founder were required to surrender their electronic devices to Undercover Global SL, a private security company which at the time provided security to the Ecuadorian embassy in London before their visits to Assange. The plaintiffs say the Undercover Global copied the information existing on their electronic devices and provided it to the CIA, then headed by Pompeo. Those reports were from Radio Havana, Cuba. Cuba's website is working well at radio8c.cu. Though podcasts are not updated, there is streaming available, but only at certain times. On shortwave, Cuba may be heard from noon to 1 p.m. at 15140, and from 6 p.m. to midnight at either 6000, 6060, or 6165. All times I announce are for Pacific Daylight Saving Time, so please adjust them to your time zone. If you have questions or comments about the shortwave report, or could assist me by supporting this listener-funded program, I may be reached through the website and PayPal, or by writing to Dan Roberts at P.O. Box 1162, Willits, California, 95490. Please help me continue producing this weekly show which I freely distribute to radio stations and the internet like a listener in Willits, California did this week. Many, many thanks. We will conclude with NHK World Radio Japan. Five U.S. congressional lawmakers met in private with the Taiwan president in Taipei, which resulted in more military activities by China. The U.S. military test-fired an intercontinental ballistic missile from California, which the Air Force says demonstrated the readiness of U.S. nuclear forces. The U.S. Defense Department held a separate missile defense exercise off the coast of Hawaii with forces from Japan and South Korea. NHK Japan Five U.S. congressional lawmakers have met with Taiwan's president in Taipei. Their trip comes less than two weeks after a visit by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi prompted a sharp reaction from China. The bipartisan delegation, led by Senator Ed Markey, held talks in Taipei with President Tsai Ing-wen, Foreign Minister Joseph Wu, and members of a Foreign Affairs and Defense Committee of Taiwan's legislature. I would like to welcome you and express our gratitude on behalf of the people of Taiwan for your visit and show friendship during such a critical time. 
At this moment of uncertainty, we must do everything we can to maintain peace and stability for Taiwan. Markey added they have a moral obligation to do everything they can to prevent an unnecessary conflict. Taiwanese officials said the visit demonstrated the strong U.S. support for Taiwan. Only recorded footage of the beginning of Tsai's meeting with the U.S. delegation was released. Observers say the unusual move is an attempt by Taiwan to avoid unnecessarily provoking China. Well, the Chinese military says it's carried out more drills near Taiwan in response to the congressional visit. The Eastern Theater Command, which covers the East China Sea, announced it held combat drills and other exercises in waters and airspace around Taiwan. It said they were a stern deterrent to the United States and Taiwan, continuing to play political tricks and undermine peace and stability across the Taiwan Strait. We reiterate our demand that the United States treat our One China principle carefully and appropriately. Any attempt by U.S. politicians and Taiwan independence forces to challenge the principle will fail. U.S. military leaders have walked a fine line to avoid escalating tensions with their rivals. Uh, They'd delayed a missile test to sidestep further strains with Russia and China, But now they've gone ahead with what they call a routine launch of an intercontinental ballistic missile. Military personnel fired off a Minuteman 3 ICBM from a base in California. Part of it traveled over the parts of it traveled over the Pacific Ocean, then landed near the Marshall Islands. The missile has a range of more than 9,000 kilometers and reaches speeds of about 24,000 kilometers per hour. Air Force officials say the test demonstrates the readiness of U.S. nuclear forces, and they say it provides confidence in the lethality and effectiveness of their nuclear deterrent. They've carried out about 300 such tests, and they say this one is not the result of current world events. Now, in March, the Defense Department spokesperson at the time announced a delay to avoid any actions that could be misconstrued. John Kirby said Pentagon leaders did not want to stoke tensions with Russia over the war in Ukraine. Then, earlier this month, they worried about provoking Chinese leaders over Taiwan. The U.S. Department of Defense has announced that the United States, Japan and South Korea held a missile defense exercise off the coast of Hawaii. The Pentagon said Monday that Japan's Maritime Self-Defense Force and the U.S. and South Korean navies took part in the drill off a missile base in Hawaii from August 8th to 14th. They carried out a missile warning and ballistic missile search and tracking exercise. They also shared so-called tactical data link information. A Pentagon statement said the exercise demonstrated the commitment of the three countries to furthering trilateral cooperation on issues, including the challenges posed by North Korea. Defense chiefs of the three countries had agreed in June to resume joint exercises to respond to North Korea's ballistic missile launches. The drills were last held in 2017. Japan's Defense Minister Hamada Yasukazu said on Tuesday The ministry and self-defense forces hope to continue to deepen ties among the three countries. 
South Korea's military said separately it'll hold regular joint drills with U.S. forces from August 22nd to September 1st. The exercises simulate an emergency on the Korean Peninsula. The announcement is likely to provoke a sharp reaction from North Korea, which has repeatedly demanded that the drills be canceled. Those reports were from NHK World Radio Japan. They are now heard from 9.30 to 10 p.m. at 7355 and 6165 or on the web at www.3.nhk.or.jp. One of my goals in producing this show is to encourage people like you to listen to international broadcast, get a global perspective. You will have to look much harder these days because of U.S. and European Union prohibitions on media. Every Thursday evening, I post a new shortwave report at the website for this show. That's out farpress.com. At my website, you can also listen to past shows. Please consider making a safe donation online through PayPal. There's a link at my website along with a podcast link and get advice for listening at home. The shortwave report, which is now in its 26th year of production, remains free to rebroadcast upon notification. The shortwave report is produced and distributed off the electrical grid in Northern California using solar panels. I'm your host and producer, Dan Roberts. Thanks for listening.